When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. We have to welcome our first guest. He's our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Felters. Asking mechanic for Ryko Felters, professional's choice. He might have done a bit of things at the mountain. In fact, here's a snippet of it. Craig Lowndes wins the 1996 AMP Bathurst 1000. And surprise, surprise, the crew are ecstatic. Ten years in the waiting. Lowndes and Windcup do it. That is an incredible job. Craig Lowndes with one corner to go. He's about to become a seven-time winner at Mount Panorama. Congratulations, Craig Yes, he certainly is a Bathurst legend. Please welcome back to the driver's seat. He will be back in car triple eight this October at the mountain. The one and only Craig Lowndes. <laughs> Good afternoon, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> He's done a few things, ladies and gentlemen. He has won a few things up there. And uh, Lowndesy, welcome back. We're going to have another run around the mountain this year with the, uh, the super cheap car. Um, it's been... I mean, yeah, last year with uh, Russell Ingle, Ringle, the love muscle. Um, would you prefer main game co-driver's seat or main game seat or like beside Jamie and, and – uh, or not Jamie, I shouldn't say that, SVG and, and Brock? Or are you happy to be sitting in the wild card with young Declan? Uh, well, to be honest, I think I'm just happy to get to Bathurst full stop. <laughs> There's no doubt that um, anytime you get an opportunity to get your backside in a race car and a supercar around Bathurst is always a uh, uh, a great honour. And, and uh, you know, for me, it sort of it was one of those sort of strange things that you know, of course, when the end of last year when Jamie retired, then you sort of do the calculation. It was five of us that were contracted and there was only two cars so that doesn't fit but um yeah <laughs> it's nice to uh yeah it's nice to obviously have super cheap come uh, come back for the second year and back the car and and, and also to have declan come on board he, he's been a you know he and cam hill both the super two drivers in our uh team have, have done a fantastic job and uh you know it, it's sort of a little bit like full circle for me um to be honest i think that uh, i remember walking into the racetrack back in 1994 when you had peter brock thomas mazira and brad jones and i'm sort of that i'm sort of that other end of that scale now and, mm. and uh, walking declan back into the racetrack hey mate so thinking about obviously you had that you said you had a couple of good options there uh but choosing declan did you have much input in that uh, is that something that you pushed for, or is, was that just a, a holy and solid team decision and you were the one sitting back on the lounge chair waiting for, for what they uh, decided to do? Um, yeah, good question. <laughs> when are you doing a wild card anyway? Like, that, that, was, that was my question I had. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, he's got that in early. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Have you seen... Well, we did, we, you and I did debut together, mate, so maybe we need to go out together. I don't know. Hey, Lounsey, have no, you seen true. Stevie J but, in the last couple of months? 30 kilos he's dropped. 
3-0. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. and uh, I think when we saw the announcement of a um, of a DJR wild card, the penny dropped. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm thinking Anderson, <laughs> I, there, there might be the silver-headed fox back in a car, I reckon, for Bathurst this year, and I mean that as Stevie J, not that you're the silver-headed fox, Craig Lowndes, although you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be... Th- That'd be awesome. But yeah, getting back to your question, um, look. To be honest, when we sat down with Jamie and, and uh, you know we re- renegotiated an extension with the, with the team and everything else, the, the main focus was just to make sure that we just don't make up the numbers. We want to go up there. We want to be, um, you know, but you know, competitive. And he promised at the time that he would put someone alongside us that was that caliber. And uh, and, and to be honest, like whether it was Cam or whether it was Declan, it didn't really worry me. Like I probably had a feeling it was going to come out of the Super Two program because obviously that's what it's there for. It's designed for that. We saw what Brock Feeney has done from last year to this year. Um, but and I've worked closely with both Declan and Cam uh, over the last sort of year uh, with them. So yeah, like it, like for me, it's just going to be um, you know, really exciting to get back up there. Did you realise, mate, that this is actually going to give you a milestone as well? You are going to be the first driver to participate in 300 Australian Touring Car Championship and Supercars rounds. Did you realise that this is going to be your 300th? Yeah, I did. I've, I've got, uh, yeah, a, a basically a little birdie that's told me that that, that is the potential <laughs> once we get to there. And, uh, and, of course, if there was going to be a race like... People are asking me if there was going to be a wild card race prior to Bathurst, which then, of course, would have thrown all that out the window. But, uh, yeah, little birdie told me that might be the uh, the milestone. So I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing, or just being old. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon in our sport, getting old, I reckon that's a good thing. <laughs> the alternative is not great. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I, mean, I, look, I, think... I think... Sorry, yeah. mate, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, look, it's just it's been fantastic to be obviously being in a category this calibre for such a long time and still being enjoying it. Same as you, Stevie, like, you know, obviously doing um, uh, the other racing side of it, but still being involved in some way. I think that's really what uh, has been really you know, great for me is to, it, like you know, now moving into the TV world in somewhat, but, uh, you know, still being involved in the industry as what we grew up with. It's, it's all we've known. Yeah, and and that was something that I wanted to touch on too, mate, because, you know, we've both been there. Obviously, uh, my last one was in 2014. Um, You haven't missed one since 94. Uh, I mean, even even, it doesn't matter whether I go up there in Touring Car Masters or whatever whatever it might be, I I still feel that, you know, I know the place pretty well, but I still feel there's stuff that, (laughs) <laughs> can can catch me out. Can buy you know on I mean? the backside a bit. Steve. Yeah, that stuff <laughs> that still surprises me at that joint. Do you, I, I don't know if it's just me or I'm just you know useless. A but sook. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, do you get? I mean, do you get the same feel? Do you feel like yeah, you know the joint real well. You know a lot of the bumps, but there's still stuff that just surprises you up there. Oh, absolutely. I think there's no doubt. And it's a circuit. It's you know it's the Le Mans 24 Hour, which was last weekend, or. Uh, you know, spa or someone like that. Like it's a circuit that you you know like really well, like the back of your hand. But every now and then, it's just going to come and bite you if you lapse some sort of concentration or you know just understanding. And that's why it was interesting actually last year when you heard some of the drivers talk about the approach to Bathurst, and it was Mark Scaife and and Garth Tander saying that they just want to go out there and their first lap, they want to punch out a good lap time. 
sort of put the wind up people saying oh, I'm you know stamping their authority but then for me at the other side if you if you overdo that then it bites you and then you just completely lose confidence so for me it's all about just winding up and just getting more and more confidence every time you get in the car and then when it comes to race day it really doesn't matter where you start you'd like to be in the top 10 you know we all love to be on pole position but we've seen in the past it doesn't matter really matter where it is the attrition rate and everything else that goes on over those six and a half hours track evolution everything changes and and uh, you know you and i have had some great battles and i know in that uh, classic one where we had contact on that lap that you actually called and uh, managed to regain the lead and and, and that actually completed our three-peat can i tell you mate he goes on about that ad nauseum <laughs> oh you should oh, you just jump on youtube you'll be able to watch it on youtube when I, I should have won that race bloody hell and all that kind of stuff I, no, i'm joking um Lounsey, you just mentioned quickly there Le Mans. We saw that last week with SVG and a couple of other lesser-known Aussies competed in that. Is that. I know that that's something that's been on your radar forever. Is it something... Well, it was meant to go, but, yeah. he, but, but there was a couple of things that happened that... Scheduling things. Yeah. And, are, are you still likely to get over there, mate? Is that still something you want to do? Oh, I'd still love to if, if, if yeah, if, if, if all things come together and, and uh, the stars align. Yeah, look, yeah, that'd be really nice. That, that's just one of those events that's... And again, you know, that's why I, I you know, put that into that whole ray of, of circuits is, is like you look at Le Mans 24 hour, um, it, it's no different to a Bathurst 1000. It's just the, the, the magnitude of what it draws and, and the, and the um, competition and the cars and everything else. I know they're, little, they're different with prototypes and everything else, but it, it's just that whole environment of what that circuit provides is no different to when you stand on top of the hill at Bathurst when the cars are roaring across the top of the mountain. I, te- I was just going to say, Matty, uh, talking about the Le Mans and, and how there's driver seatings over there. You know, you've obviously got your platinums and your golds, which are the professionals, mm. your silvers, which are sort of on the teeter of, of professionals, and you've got your bronze, which are your, your, um, basically your pro-ams, you know, your gentleman drivers, that sort of stuff. You can be bronze. I think you automatically turn bronze when, when you're 50. So, mate, you and I... You and I and Russell Engel should go over in a few years and run as an MMM car in an M class and see how we go. That's actually not a bad idea. I think Russell's already passed that. I think he he's got his pension card. But uh, <laughs> I mean, speaking of pension cards, mate, we've got Greg Murphy coming back. Twenty six oh, years, I think. After <laughs> well, I'm going I'm, I'm to talk about some ages in just a second, but 26 years after you, um, you both won your first Bathurst together. He's look, he's been pretty vocal about. Um, he, he's he thinks. It's when pretty... is Greg Murphy not vocal? Yeah, let's, let's be true. <laughs> Very true. He's been up and about talking about how that's pretty ridiculous. He's coming back. It's all a bit tongue in cheek and all that kind of stuff. I mean, have, have, in all seriousness, have you got a, a bit of a finish line in mind? Is this Could this be the last time we see Craig Lowndes or do you still feel you've got another two, three, four left in you? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, to be honest, I've, you know, the contract I've got with the team is this year and next year, so the, the, the two years definitely um, in front of me. But uh, beyond mm-hmm. that, look, who knows? I, I, look, I don't know. I think the, the two things I've always said from early on is, is just, you know, obviously speed, you need to be able to be fast enough to compete. But just the enjoyment of being there and being part of it all and everything else. Mm. And, I'm, and I've got to commend Murph coming back because I really, really got to thank him because he's older than me. So <laughs> I, am, I was earmarked to be the oldest driver until he then 
put pen to paper. So, um, yeah, thanks for, for him. It was Russell last year. Now it's mm. Murph. I don't know who mm. in the hell it's going to be next year, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> well, and this, this is one thing that I wanted to bring up, Nimsy and Stevie J and Lounsey. Um, where I race in the TA2 and the Trans Am, we've got like an old farts class over 40 which is grouse because I get to play in it and all that kind of stuff. I was just looking at some of these co-drivers. Garth Tander, 45. C. Lowndes, 47. Murphy, yep. 49. Stevie J, the silver-headed fox, 47. Luke Yildon, 44. I reckon supercars have got to come up with a Masters <laughs> Cup for the highest finisher over 40. How good would that be? Because they could call it the Super Masterclass, <laughs> the Super Masterclass, like you know, the the, the Grey Gonads and uh, the, the Great Gonads Cup or something like that. But seriously, I, there's some there's some, big, there's some big names in there. What would you? How good, would that be? Some the inaugural Grey Gonads Cup supercars for drivers over forty. I reckon that's a go. What do you reckon, Nizzy? <laughs> We'll, we'll pitch it, but I don't think it's going to go somehow. <laughs> I love the delay there. <laughs> we'll, we'll pitch it, yeah. What do you reckon, Lounsey? Is that for you, the, the Grey Gonads Cup? Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm just thinking, if you did pitch something like that, I know the first person will be right on that doorstep redoing his licence would be Russell Engel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Or John Bow. <laughs> John Bow. John Bow was pretty good for that. John Bow's actually 132, but if you ask him, he's 46. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty good for that. Peter Hackett's good for that too, just by the by. Yeah. He loves he loves being a little bit uh, disingenuous about his age. <laughs> <laughs> on the topic of like when you do have that finish line inside there, Lanzi, I've got no doubt in my mind that we'll be seeing you testing Gen 4 cars, Gen 5 cars, whatever the hell's up next uh, for the category because I don't think you can ever leave that place, mate. <laughs> no, I look, I actually, to be honest, obviously – with our side of it, with the Camaro, it, it, it's been interesting to see the transformation of the car and, and, and the build project and everything and being part of all that side of it. And, and it, look, I think we need it as a category to, to evolve. Um, you know, the Mustang's going to look fantastic. The Camaro will. Hopefully we can introduce a couple of other manufacturers to get involved with the sport, which is what the whole program was supposed to be. Um, but I think it, it's just... It's interesting when you talk about the current cars having about 400 kilos of downforce at 200 kilometres an hour. Then you go to these new Gen 3 cars that have got about 130, 140 kilos of downforce. So you've got more than less downforce on these new Gen 3 cars coming in. And then you hear about the drivers that have been testing it. So, the you know, James Courtney's and uh, Garth Tanders, myself and everything else saying, oh, this is like back in the old old sort of uh, early 90s. And then you talk, you, know, you talk to... Uh, the Will Browns and everything else to go, God, these cars are loose. <laughs> yeah. Everyone says that. I mean, I think Andre Heimgartner said that down into turn one at Phillip Island, he was pushing near 300k an hour and hanging on. So, I mean, but that's what we want, right? That's what we want as punters. That's what you want as drivers is for these things to be a challenge in the next iteration. We want to we want to be able to see the, the, the full talent of the drivers wrestling these beasts, which is... Let's hope that that it comes to fruition in Gen 3. Um, Lounsey, just before we let you go, because we've got a big weekend ahead for all of us, um, just quickly talk to me about commentary. Enjoying all the Fox Sport stuff? Is it you? Are we likely to see you doing that for a long time? Have you got ambitions to go further with that, you know, up into the up into the main game commentary booth once we, you know, we, we spear Scafie or Crompton or something like that? Is that something we can see you progressing forward in? Uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed it, to be honest. I think that uh, it's a different side to the 
the category that I, obviously you know you're being a bit selfish when you're driving because you only focus on your own self, the team, and everything else. But when you're in the commentary box, you got to think about the 25, 27 other cars that are running around and what they're doing, how they're going. Um, so for me, it's been a, a good transition. I've really enjoyed it. Hopefully, it's a, it's, it's a future there for me to to progress and and you know stay involved. As I said. Being involved, whether you're a driver or a commentator or anything else, it's just a sport that we all grew up loving. So um, hopefully that continues. Well, Lanzi, you've been incredibly generous with your time. But, uh, uh, mate, we'll let you go. But one last one from me. Uh, so when people think Holden Racing Team, they pretty much put your face there. Very, you're very synonymous with it. That's where you won your championships. That's where you won your first Bathurst, et cetera, et cetera. But the big news, obviously, was uh, in a, a couple of months ago was Walkinshaw Andretti United announcing they're going to go to Ford. Now, you were probably one of the biggest high-profile defections from Holden to Ford, so you would have got that backlash long before the mob in Clayton did. <laughs> so so what, what do you think about that decision of, uh, made down by Ryan Walkinshaw and the team to move over to the Mustang for Gen 3? Well, I think it's just a business decision. I think there's no doubt that... Uh, and even he said that, uh, you know, um, with Tom had a much a very much a affiliation with Ford back in the mm. early early days so for them as a family I don't think it's really it changes too much I think it, it's really for them uh, as I said a business decision and uh, you know really good on them if, if they think that's the right path for them to move forward uh, time will tell but uh, yeah look you know, I think that what the old, uh, the old saying like Brock used to tell me is like when I first moved you lose 50% you'll gain 50% so you'll mm. not lose anything at the end of the day so <laughs> correct um, I think that uh, I, I think it's really going to come down to their performance I think it, regardless like he, he's now talked it up if they can't perform next year with the, with the Mustang uh, then questions will start be asking what do you actually just before you go talking about performance and all that kind of stuff what do you make of Nick Percat and what's going on there with him at Walkinshaw, I think we all expected him, Lounsey, to be a bit further up the grid and a bit more competitive. Chaz has obviously given a bit of a towel up at the moment, except in Perth where they were both terribly slow. But um, Nick seems to really is be really struggling there. Any thoughts on why that might be? Because we're sort of scratching our heads as to why it may be. Yeah, I think it's just the the chemistry I think between him and his engineer and the team I think at the moment. But as mm. you said, like you know, your, your first go- goal is to beat your teammate, and mm. Chaz has done that sort of uh, numerous occasions. But they're both, as you said, like Perth, they were very close together. So there's something chemistry within that team that's not gelling, and and they can't get the performance week in week out consistently. That's that's the problem I think that I've seen. Like even with Chazzy the last couple of years, he's He's been a bit of a roller coaster. He's up high, he's down low, he's up high. Mm. I just mm. can't get that consistency going within the team. So that's something that uh, I would have thought, as you guys mentioned, that Nick might have brought some of that bit of uh, you know rivalry between the two drivers. But but it, it, like I saw them again today flying up. That uh, you know they're, they're, they're great mates. It's, it's nothing sort of bad against. So it's just that mm. uh, you know I thought that Nick Nick would have sort of pushed Chaz a bit bit harder than what he has. So. Um, that that's a very good question. I think that, that that's the chemistry within all teams that they try to find that magic. Well, Lance, we've, we've you... had a change in engineer there now too. So mm. Stevie and I, Stevie J and I sat on the show last week. After this one, there's because Grant McPherson, Grant McPherson, uh, his, Shippy, yep. Shippy, who we know and you would know intimately, Craig, with your uh, your relationships at Triple Eight. There's uh, after this, once you roll him in, I don't feel there's much uh, any or any more excuses. excuses. If it doesn't work here, then there's going to be some serious questions at the end of the year for Nick. 
Oh, absolutely. And I think that uh, once you create a team with all the you know the right people in place and you still can't get the performances, you, you've really got to step back and have a good look about what you're doing, how you're doing it, and, and if you can make it better. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, Grant's, we all know Grant's, you know, a great person as an engineer. We know he wins races and everything else. It's just a matter of getting it all, all together. So, um, you know, look, touch wood that, that uh, they can turn things around. Well, Lanza, you've been incredibly generous with your time this evening, uh, mate. We look forward to seeing you on the coverage uh, this weekend. Feel free to use any of the talking points uh, that we went through tonight on the coverage with Scaifey and uh, and Jess on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> and uh, and uh, hopefully we won't see anything that you've said about Nick Perkat on Speed Cafe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, it's all right. It was just between the three of us, Lounsey. There wasn't 150,000 people around Australia listening. That's okay. Don't worry about uh, it. Lounsey, appreciate your time, mate. And uh, hopefully, and go well at Bathurst and uh, good luck uh, for the future, bud. Yeah, no worries. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Craig Lounsey, our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask me, Kat, if Ryko Filters is a professional's choice. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.